If you run a business, Bank of Clark County has you covered. Offering cash management services to automate and simplify your business banking, streamlined digital banking, and merchant payment processing that's a one-stop solution. Plus, Bank of Clark offers corporate credit cards that help you optimize capital, organize expenses, and enhance your business. Whether you're looking to earn points faster or lower your APR, Bank of Clark County has the card that's right for you. Member FDIC. Welcome to a new episode of the Prosperity on Air podcast. I'm your host, Paola Deviscovi, and I'm very honored to have here with me today Margaret van der Erd. Margaret, forgive me if I mispronounced your name. Margaret, um, Margaret lives in the Netherlands near Amsterdam uh, at the North Sea coast. And she's very fortunate to wake up in the morning and have a beautiful view over the sea. She has been a principal in a school. She studied psychology. Then she went to New York and became familiar with management. She studied management. Uh, She became... uh, an entrepreneur and uh, learned how to manage uh, crisis and uh, she contributed to renew school systems. She also was involved in social issues in uh, big cities where she created solutions also for large companies. She experienced divorce, then she met the love of her life, as you will hear in our interviews, but unfortunately her husband got ill and uh, the experience, this experience, this life experience that she had led her to look more deeply into wellness and health and the influence of stress. So she developed a national support system for partners of post-cancer patients and she organizes groups and uh, She teaches uh, cancer patients and their families about resilience. Um, She is also a certified mindfulness and meditation teacher. And she has turned this very difficult experience of her life and uh, her knowledge into an opportunity to help other people who are experiencing difficult situations, cancer patients, the partners, the bereaved, and those who are facing trauma. And now she offers her work to the world to the intention, really, of helping as many people as possible to learn, to experience, join their life regardless of the circumstances, and find happiness and peace inside themselves, and uh, resilience, and also the importance of accepting their own grief and the difficult experiences that they are living. I don't want to say too much because you will hear from Margaret herself about her life experience and uh, our conversation in this interview is really a very deep one and so I really hope that not only you will enjoy it but it you know that this conversation may benefit you as much as it did benefit myself. 
This episode is offered by uh, my group coaching program, Business Prosperity Foundation, that is starting on October the 1st. Uh, it's uh, a program for women entrepreneurs and professionals, but as well as uh, for women who may have a business idea that they want to explore. It's an eight-week um, group coaching course intended also to be a sacred space where we can realign our own personal energy with the energy of our business because the two energies are very strictly connected. It's a program that I intentionally run at this time of the year around the autumn equinox. Uh, it is uh, a time uh, when we honour the harvest of our efforts, of our intentions that maybe we set to the beginning of the year and we prepare the soil uh, for a new uh, cycle that can maybe more in line with our core values uh, and what we really deem important in our life. So if you want to know more about the program, you will find the link in the show notes of this episode. So without any further ado, let me introduce you to today's guest. I'm very happy that you're here with me today. Thank you for having me. Yes. So I have already briefly introduced you to our listeners, but I would like you to tell something about yourself, what you do, and how you decided to do what you're doing today. Okay, thank you. Well, Paola, you know, I had... Um, Wonderful times in my life with a lot of good and strong winds under my wings. But I also had events in my life that were very difficult. And looking back on them, they were like um, points in my life that were very meaningful. Um, with every difficulty, I decided to start a study to dive deeper into the topic because I was curious and I wanted to know um, more about it in detail. For instance, um, I was in, um, I became a school teacher. That's where my career started. Um, working with young children and I love young children. They're so open and, you know, everything is possible and they're willing to explore everything. So that's a lot of fun. But after being a principal of a school, I decided um, to dive a little bit more into modern psychology. So I started studying psychology and then by uh, good fortune, my life um, um, 
showed up in New York, New York City. And living in New York City, I had a wake-up call uh, because I was working for uh, one of the persons in the world who is very famous at this moment and who has a lot of impact on the whole world. And in that time, it's a long time ago, I was a young puppy, (laughs) but I had a wake-up call thinking, okay, I myself would like to make a difference in the world, but I would like to do it in a completely different way where we support each other and where um, everyone is included and not excluded and where life is not only about money, but also about uh, happiness and friendliness. But I also was curious about how it works in Holland. So I decided to stop my study psychology when I came back to Holland. And I started um, uh, studying management because I wanted to see how our companies uh, are handling uh, human life. Do they work for money only or for well the well-being of the world so uh, after my study uh, management in management I became a recruiter and I was so fortunate to look into all kinds of organizations and still uh, wanting to make a change in the world but in a different way I decided to become an entrepreneur Right after my divorce, that was another difficult part in my life. I was married and uh, we were not happy together. Um, So it ended up in a divorce and I decided not to be dependent on his financial support. And I became and I wanted to become an entrepreneur uh, and combine being independent with Uh, doing something uh, for the world that makes it a little friendlier. So I'm still an entrepreneur. Um, So, and I deepened that study even more. And um, I became uh, a crisis manager in schools, school organizations and we had a, a lot of difficulty on uh, in our society, so in our schools as well. And, um, well, it was wonderful to, um, to renew our uh, educa- the field of education and to be more inclusive for and, and, and creating chances, creating possibilities for everyone and not only for the fortunate. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been doing a long time. And then I met the love of my life. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Once I said to myself, I'm never going, I will never get married again. But yes, you know, I did. <laughs> it was wonderful. And when we were together for a year and a half, he was diagnosed with cancer, which was not curable. 
And the, 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 um, the hospital had told him that he uh, would have one year of quality of life and then maybe uh, um, a, uh, he would live for a year and a half. So that was a hard uh, hit. That was a very hard hit because we were in love. We had just met each other and we, you know, we wanted to create mountains together. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, after three years, that was a turning point. After three years, we discovered that um, his life would continue for a while, that he would not die immediately. And that gave us a huge chance in our private life to... Um, to find ways, uh, a last chance to really make it work. I had a marriage before which ended up in a divorce and, and he had two of those. So um, we were so aware of this was a last chance to, um, to figure out how two people so different could live a life that... Um, would both giving uh, which would give support to both of us and will um, raise happiness and uh, a sense of well-being even under difficult circumstances so we did and um, and maybe that difficult circumstances like death um, in our midst. Uh, so it was a relationship with um, with uh, three instead of two. That difficulty made it more urgent, but also uh, was an invitation for us for ourselves to give the best possible. Um, and it and and I refer to. Uh, really wanting to understand the other person and being loyal and being honest and trustworthy and showing up uh, um, behind our own mask. If I was sad and if I, you know, if, if it was too difficult, because sometimes it's just too difficult, just be open about it, open hearted about it and, open-minded and being willing to find um, ways together that, that support each other. And, and we did. And um, during that time, um, uh, I, I, was in, I was connected with a lot of other um, women who had partners with prostate cancer because that was what he had mm -hmm. and they were facing all the same difficulty as I but I was a teacher and a trainer and a coach so I decided to make a program a national program for all the women who were partners of prostate cancer patients in the Netherlands and um, so I um, I, I, I support a lot of women in our country. And later on, I 
brought that program into organizations who work with cancer patients. And um, so I had more time to spend with my husband at the end of his life. He lived for 13 years with his disease and, and, and two weeks before he died, he, um, he told me he was so happy Mm. and that was that he had no weight on his heart whatsoever and that his mind and heart were free Mm. and, um, Well, this is grief, you know, that's, that, yeah. keeps, that keeps um, this part of my experience, my life experience, which changed, of course, uh, was a life-changing event. That grief, that kind of grief is love and is happiness of the, that what we shared. And it has the face of tears and um, sadness, but actually it's love and being very grateful of the time we had together. So after he died, um, after three years, I decided to start another study to look more deeply into um, loss and grief And I just finished, uh, it was a study in America, in California, and I just uh, finished it in June uh, this year. And so I specialized in not only loss and grief, but also in trauma. Yes. Because trauma is also a life-changing event, and it's beyond uh, our control. So that is what happens with every single human being. We have wind under our wings. We all face difficult times. We all have in ourselves the possibility of resilience. And now I'm going to offer my own experience and the knowledge uh, of all those studies together, of course, to... um, into the world. I offer it to the world and I hope a lot of people can benefit from it. Women and men, of course. Sure, sure. Yeah. It's um, beautiful um, that you turned such a difficult uh, challenge into an opportunity of growth. Right. Uh, Of growth as a person and of growth as a person in a relationship. Uh, And it's also um, amazing the fact that you shared this with your husband. And so he was growing in in this challenge too. Um, As you said, life is made of happy moments, challenges, more difficult moments, sadness, you know, it's, there's all these nuances in life. And in a way, thanks God, because if it's, if, if it was all the same, it would be extremely boring. <laughs> and, 
there wouldn't be any possibility of growth. I mean, we, we, we grow through challenges because yeah. they force you to, you know, see aspects of yourself, see where you have to change, where you have to try and do something different and maybe a different strategy to overcome that specific uh, uh, challenge yeah and you you now use the word that is very very important that is res- resilience so i would like to ask you what is resilient and how can we develop the resilience muscle in our life wow that's a good question mm-hmm. Well, let me start by saying resilience is a natural part of us. Um, When we look, for instance, at uh, where life is coming from, uh, we trace back to 200,000 years ago as humans, And our DNA, the DNA in every and each one of us is traced back 200,000 years ago. And the DNA um, uh, survived everything. It survived uh, hunger. It survived climate changes, ice age, Neanderthalers, Uh, People had to travel to different parts in the world to survive. Uh, I have checked my own DNA and it it comes from Central Africa and traveled to Southeast Asia, from Southeast Asia in time to Spain, Portugal, Spain, Portugal, Ireland, England, Scandinavia and ended up in the area where I live now. But if you you really think about resilience, it's an inbuilt natural um, uh, strength to survive the most difficult things of life. Um, And yet not everyone uh, facing difficulties in these days Um, are able to deal or able to cope with it. Um, You can get lost in the difficulties in our complex human society at this moment. So to not get lost in the difficulties I find it very important, and it's one of the keys, key uh, things, uh, uh, I believe, is to be aware and stay aware and, and strengthen your own possibility to see uh, that there is still beauty, even if you are in difficult times. To be aware that there is still beauty, that there is still something you can be grateful for, that there is still water you can drink, there is still food on your table or help, support of other people, Um, that you're not all by yourself, but that there always are friendly 
compassionate people somewhere who are willing to support. So if you, if you are able to stay connected and stay in touch with the beauty of life itself, even if it's very small, if you see a nice flower or if you see a rainbow or a sunset or a child having fun or touching somebody's hand, these things I find very important to not get lost in difficult times. So small things always. Uh, Just the small happiness. Things. Yes. And there is also another thing in uh, difficult times where there, you know, there is a loss of a person, but also maybe difficult times in your business or in your relationships. We tend as human beings to, especially now in these times, to look for a solution outside of ourselves. As, as if, you know, there is something out there that can change things for us while turning within and also maybe accepting your emotions because we've labeled these emotions as, you know, positive and negative emotions, but emotions are emotions. And maybe the, what we call the negative ones are simply emotions that are causing some discomfort in myself but they are human and they are necessary yes yes i agree that's one of the things um i've been studying with those uh, neuroscientists the last two years and 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 exactly what you're saying like you know um difficult feelings difficult emotions will will bring a difficult and negative uh, thoughts like it's not good enough or I'm not good enough or it should be dif- different or I don't want this or I'm, I, I cannot have this or and and those emotions which are limiting our our happiness and uh, influence have influence on our sense of happiness those thoughts, they stick uh, like glue. And and they make up 75% of our daily thoughts. That's our natural way of how we are wired, how our brain is wired. So therefore, therefore, It's, it's very important to, to uh, broaden, um, to, to practice on the things we really appreciate, appreciation, because 25% of our brain is focused on the happy things. So, so that's a minority, right? And they, they just, they just, uh, they don't stick. They just uh, vanish like, uh, like the wind. So, so we have to practice to be really aware of them and to be on the lookout for them. Yes, that's, that's right. And, you know, happy thoughts make happy hormones in, in our body. So, so it's, um, 
So it's um, a win-win situation as well. It strengthens our, um, our cells and our hormone system and, well, our whole, our whole body system, yes. So and of course, sometimes it's too difficult to change, to, to give attention to, to the beautiful things that are still there. Uh, sometimes it's better to, um, to go out in nature uh, and, and, or start running or go swimming or, you know, whatever. Um, Do something physical, you mean? That's right. But yesterday I was, um, I was connected. Can you still, can you still hear me? Yes. Okay. Yesterday I was connected with someone and she told me she has lost uh, a child and she's making a beautiful magazine to support people in, in the same circumstances. And I told her how I, I asked her, how are you? Uh, because not everyone survived in a, survives in a marriage. She said, oh, no, I'm divorced. It, it, she, is, um, she lost a child a year ago. She said, I, I divorced because my husband, it was too difficult for him. He started drinking and using drugs. And, and well, we have lost each other. And, you know, things like this happen. Uh, that's the reality of human life. It's very difficult to handle um, severe, severe uh, problems. Yes. Uh, and as we said, you have to find the, the strength uh, and uh, the, the solutions inside yourself. They cannot come yes. from outside. Yes. yes, from outside you can receive support and... Uh, from you know people around you but then everything is inside yourself yes the resilience must come from yourself when from within yes. Yes. yes and you know while you were saying about you know we spending 25 percent of our thoughts focusing on positive good things and then the rest to 75 percent is about you know, ruminating about negative things, it would be much more profitable to ruminate on positive things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's unbelievable how our mind works. I mean, we tend to stick to the negative when it is the positive, you know, that brings us joy, strength, energy, and then we ruminate on the negative ones. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so we need to raise our concentration on, on the positive ones. Um, the, yes. 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 Um, you, of course, uh, very. You, you were saying that you know it is um, important also to accept your grief, and your grief is also a manifestation of of love, and so these negative emotions that are just uncomfortable emotions are normal are human and it's something that we have to learn and accept so compassion it is very important to be compassionate and also self-compassionate so compassionate towards others who are going through difficult times but self-compassionate when we are experiencing the difficulties and the grief yeah. And um, 
the negativity sometimes. Yeah. So with trauma and with grief, there are two parts basically that are important. Um, uh, the first part, and you mentioned this, um, Paola, is uh, acceptance. And that's a very hard uh, thing to do, to learn to accept the past. What it needs is to give up hope for a bet that the past will be better. Um, so, so learning to accept that's that's um, that's something where some people are getting lost, and the other parties, the action that is needed to um, to build a new future, mm-hmm. because you know life is. Um, never the same after trauma, never the same after loss. Uh, and you yourself change. So the third component you mentioned, it's, it's so wonderful that you bring this up because self-compassion uh, is, is another key. Uh, and self-compassion is not accepting that, um, um, that you don't have... Well, well, it's it's well, it is. It's accepting that you sometimes don't have energy, that you sometimes have feel all these emotions, that you don't know uh, what to do, that you have no idea how to build a new future. These moments uh, and taking care of yourself in these moments with friendliness and with kindness—that's so important. I have to tell people this because people tend to be strong for themselves, to beat themselves up, that they have to go on and that they have to know how to build a future and that they, you know, that you need to have control over life. Well, But life brings you in a place where you've never been before. It's like it brings you on a different planet. So you need to find, and it needs time to find new ways to, with your new self, to build your new self and to know what you want to do with um, your skills and with your talents and with your love and and with your experiences, yes, that needs time. Self-compassion is very important. And also when you lose people, because with, with loss and trauma and, uh, and with grief, not everyone stays with you. Because people don't always know how to deal or how to support you. So they... They will leave you. Friendship will be gone. And family sometimes will ask you, well, are you over it while you're just in the middle of it? Or while grief will, you know, will be always part of your experience. And so self-compassion is one part and compassion in general is another part. Mm-hmm. You go through this yourself. You're, it's an initiation in life. And others sometimes have no clue. They just don't know. So 
don't be too hard on them when they just don't understand what's going on yeah yeah and vice versa you don't know what other people are going through oh so sometimes some harshness or you know um the that the difficult yeah. person that you are dealing with maybe behind this person there's you know suffering feeling yeah. overwhelmed yeah god knows what this person you know may be going through and we don't know and sometimes we we react you know aggressively to certain situations definitely uh, definitely yeah. yeah yeah it's good to um understand that there is no single person in the world who has no difficulties who is without difficulties yeah. so we are it's a collective it's collective and at the same time it is highly individual to find new ways and to do that in such a way that you don't do harm to yourself and don't do harm to others yes yeah uh margaret you are an, an entrepreneur i am an entrepreneur i mean most of my clients are entrepreneurs so what we've said so far i think also applies to failure this is another big challenge, you know, also when you failed in your business, um, you go through big challenges where maybe, you know, your self-worth is questioned, your abilities, your, you know, uh, entrepreneurial uh, skills are, are challenged uh, maybe you, you know, you are experiencing a, a big loss and you have to maybe, you know, make also difficult decisions. Maybe, you know, mm-hmm. um, you have to fire some employees. So there's a lot going on there. So yeah. resi- what we said about resilience, about self-compassion, about, you know, a life-changing experience also applies to, to that, doesn't it? Yes, of course it does. Immediately, you know, then then there is no um, boundary between uh, business or personal life events. I mean, we are our business, right? So, um, yes, it will influence our business, influence other lives. And, um, yeah, I think... Feelings about failure uh, could come up. You know, we we have 72 different emotions. And I think all these 72 emotions will come up. So failure is one of them. Yeah. I should, I should have... Um, uh, well, whatever you can think. But yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. Yes. Um, I know that you have also specific practices that you teach uh, your clients that help them, you know, reduce the effects of trauma in their body, in their mind, in their uh, spirit. So can you give us an example of one of these practices that can be helpful in uh, difficult situations like this? 
Yes, let me let me go over this. Uh, we have been talking about regaining resilience um, by finding the causes of happiness, right? Yes, that's one. Yes, <laughs> yes. and training the mind um, to stabilize the thoughts, the emotions, and and regulate the sensations and emotions to prevent the relapse into depression, negativity, anxiety, sleeplessness. I have practiced for that as well. And that's a really, that's a mind, a mind training while people are in, in silence so they can regulate the emotions in the body because every thought uh, has its trace in the body. So, so it's a body-mind training, right? Um, I also, in order for, for change to happen, it's very important that our nervous system um, can stop the fight, flight, or freeze mode. So... Um, I have practices for that so people can activate the, the care system uh, where the uh, emotions will be regulated and um, our nervous system will calm down. So um, that will help to have a more positive outlook on the world, to see possibilities and to become creative to, to feel the, it's a feed for the resilient, resilience. And we talked about self-compassion. So that's part of my, uh, my program as well. Um, and if people would like to, I can help them to establish a daily practice. You know, it's not a quick, a quick fix. Okay. Uh, real life changing events. Um, it wouldn't be very skillful if I would say, oh, we can do a quick fix. We can't. It takes time. And a daily practice would be very helpful, right? Um, to not get lost in all those difficulties. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... Um, and of course, I can help reduce traces of trauma. Yes. Sometimes um, a person needs more help. So I will tell them, I can point a direction for a more specific help when there is severe trauma. But I can help uh, reduce the traces in the body. Um, so it could be a training, but it could also be coaching. Uh, uh, when a person is in direct help, in direct need, <coughs> who is facing with severe loss and there is panic, there is anxiety and there is depression, I can, I can offer uh, a one-to-one -one, um, sessions and it can be done online. You know, when we use the Zoom program, we can connect on a heart-to-heart a, a -heart basis. It's oh, really yeah. possible. I, I do offer these uh, sessions to a person in Tokyo, in Washington, D.C., in Florence, uh, 
And also in Holland, because there are some terminal cancer patients I support uh, and I guide, and they are not uh, able to, to, to drive, to come to me, towards me, or it's too um, tiring yes. uh, to, be in, to meet in person on location. We do a one-to-one session on Zoom. So yeah, that's all possible. <laughs> is that is that answering your question? Yes, it does. And uh, I know that you have a special gift for our listeners. So for those who want, uh, you know, who, who who need to have support, or they want to know about you, and they want to, you know, try your your method, your system. You are offering a free 30-minute session. Yes. So um, in the show notes, you will find uh, the, the link to get in touch with uh, Margaret and uh, uh, book a, a free session with her. And that's uh, really so nice of you to, to offer this special gift. But I would also like to, if, if you, you know, can tell them where they can learn more about you. If you, you know, have um, websites, social media, um, links that you want to share. Yes, of course. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. So First of all, everyone is welcome for that, for that free session of uh, 30 minutes. Uh, if that could be helpful, I would love to uh, provide um, that space. And also, um, I can be found on LinkedIn, um, Facebook, of course, and I have a website. Uh, maybe you can put it. Yes, I, um, I will put all the links. Yes, the- because that's hard to pronounce in uh, English. <laughs> yes. So, so it's it's a website in Dutch. Um, um, uh, I also, but they they can read some a part of it in English on my website. So okay, so we will uh, put all the links to reach you and to know more about you and the wonderful work that you do in uh, in the show notes. And I thank you so much for being here with me today. And I think that we can schedule another episode. <laughs> maybe on, you know, various, we can go deep into some of the topics that we've touched upon today. Well, I thank you so much for your beautiful questions and the connection and this um, opportunity to um, to let people know that it's possible to find help when they need it. Yes, and that they are not alone. That they're not alone. Thank you so much, Paola. Thank you. I'm sure you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. It was a very deep episode, an episode where I learned a lot. It was a a very important reminder, uh, especially of the fact that it is up to us to decide how we want to react to and what we want to do with uh, our life experiences, especially the difficult ones. 
So, as I said, if you want to know more about Margaret, her work, if you want to get in touch with her, you will find all the links uh, in the show notes of this episode. And uh, I wish you a wonderful week and I will see you next week with a new episode of the Prosperity On Air podcast. Bye for now. Finding the right person for the job isn't easy. Just ask someone who hired their personal trainer as a caterer. All right, folks, let's keep this line moving. You there with the tongs. Picking up one Dutch's potato at a time will not cut it at my catering table. Drop and give me 50. But if you've got an insurance question, you can always count on your local GEICO agent. They can bundle your policies, which could save you hundreds. Okay, this is what we call the wild mushroom and asparagus dip, dip, and press. Come on, let's get those plates above your heads. For expert help with all your insurance needs, visit geico.com slash local today.